And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champion for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimsey hits Darren Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connor coming and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and leader of the football champions. Hello and welcome to the first ever edition of We Are Mead, the podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Martin O'Halloran, the PRO of the Mead County Board and also the PRO of Leinster Council. And I'm also joined by Seamus Kenny, ex-inter-county footballer with Mead, 13 years of, uh, of service he gave Mead, um, captained them in two years and... 2011 and 2012 I think he has two Leinster titles and not only that but probably the biggest of a lot of them he's currently a, a Keegan Cup medal holder um, and current champion uh, Seamus and Martin it's deli- delighted to have you on the show thanks for being here lads uh, I suppose first of all what we're going to do is we're just going to run through some results from last weekend um, and we'll talk about maybe the upcoming fixtures of uh, hurling and football this weekend coming and the following weekend and then we'll have a chat with both of you about your roles within the Mead County Board. Um, some results just from last weekend. On uh, uh, last Sunday, uh, the All-County Football League Reserve B League final between Ballinabracky and Drumbarra took place, and it was Drumbarra who won that one on a scoreline of two goals and 13 to Ballinabracky's one goal and 14. Uh, on Sunday also, the senior relegation playoff between Delique Belliestown and the longest-serving senior club, in Mead screen took place and uh, screen they retained their senior status uh, a great day for the club I suppose it would have been terrible to see them going down after being uh, in, in the senior ranks for so long on a scoreline of 2 goals and 19 to screen 13 points to Delique Bellustown also on Sunday in the All County uh, A Football League Division 2 playoff Sidden were playing Bechtiv and Bechtiv won that on a scoreline of 1-8 to 1-6 before I go on lads I suppose just to talk about that uh, relegation playoff between Screen and Delique Bellustown. Screen, a team that maybe over the last couple of years we thought were kind of coming back into a renaissance and whatever, it was a surprise to see them down at that um, in, in a relegation playoff, James. Mm. Yeah, I think um, Screen are, as, as far as tradition goes in the county, they're probably the, one of the strongest clubs uh, that there is. Uh, I think unfortunately for themselves, they've probably hemorrhaged a lot of players over the last couple of years um, the likes of Harry Rooney and that uh, are sort of off travelling, so that's probably affected affected them. Um, and now they have they have a lot of good young players coming through, but I suppose they're kind of caught in that in that gap where they've they're just lacking a little bit of leadership and probably sort of that older player the, that they need for for championship battles. The, but I think I think Screen will in, in in a couple of years' time they will be quite strong again. Yeah, they've got some good quality young players coming through. I suppose you look at Derek Campion, he was the captain of the Mead Miners mm-hmm. this year um, and uh, he'll probably be one to push them forward and bring a few players with him. Yeah, I think so. Look, Dara, Dara has kind of proven at minor and under twenty level, uh, under twenty one level that he is, he is one for the future, um, and possibly they will, will be able to build a team around him and a couple of the other younger lads that that he's played with um, on successful underage teams there in screen. 
Excellent. Martin, we'll come to you now in a moment. We'll get to the hurling soon, don't you worry. You're at my line, man. I'm sure he has plenty to say about hurling. But uh, another result there from the weekend on Saturday was the All-County uh, B uh, Football Division 3 final between Castletown and Screen. And uh, that was won by Castletown, um, uh, managed by a, a former Simonstown player, Hank Trainer, and former Mead player on a scoreline of 3-11 to 1-11. And Martin, you're smiling there. Um, it was a good day for Castletown. Oh, yeah. The lads out there, we had a county board meeting out there um, only about four or five weeks ago and the enthusiasm for Gaelic games in Castletown is second to none and uh, add Hang Trainer to that particular enthusiasm, can you just imagine what goes on in that dressing room? <laughs> <laughs> the less said about that, the better it's able. Well done to all in Castletown. And also on Saturday, the Cornabonia Cup final was held and that was uh, won by Dundery in a scoreline of 3.15 to Waterstown's two goals and 14 and in the intermediate uh, championship relegation game one Longwood uh, defeated Beliver on a scoreline of 11 points to a goal and six in the Junior C on Saturday uh, semi-final Dulic Bellustown um, with a com- very convincing win of four goals and 15 to Old Castle's one goal and 10 in the Junior B championship final Kilbride won uh, Kilbride uh, playing Gail Column Kill of Kells um, that was won by uh, the uh, Gail Column Kill team four goals and 16 to a goal and 14 they're really going well this year um, at Junior B and at senior level um, in the Junior C the second semi-final I thought were taking on uh, Blackhall Gales and a surprise result there Blackhall Gales winning on a scoreline of not nine to Rathout six points. Just on that one, like Rathout's second team playing in that one, Martin. And uh, I suppose they were everybody's favourites to win the Junior C Championship. But Blackhall Gales, who weren't going too well this year, um, with a surprise victory there. Yeah, both teams, the both uh, thing applies to both teams that they have uh, players who are training with the senior teams and therefore would be stronger uh, at that particular level. Rathout had a huge year they've been involved in knockout stages of all competitions they've got the senior hurling quarter final this year as well so maybe there's a little bit of burnout a lot of their players involved with county teams uh, a number of their players involved with county teams all year round hurling and football so maybe that has become a factor towards the end of the year for them are you a believer in burnout Seamus <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's an element of it I think um you have certain players and their season can run in, into another and uh, I suppose after a while it does, it's, it's more probably the mental fatigue as opposed to the physical fatigue and uh, I think I think burnout is, is a term that's bandied around an awful lot but um, I, I can see I can see how let's say uh, a talented underage player who's playing dual codes maybe maybe competing on maybe six to ten teams and, and it does it does take it does take a lot out of them Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's something that we uh, there, there's a lot of research going into at the moment. As uh, Stephen just drops us in a couple of coffees, takes away, and the Very boys here, again. the boys here in Forty One, really looking after us. It has to be said. Um, and then the last of those results that I'm going to give you for now, the Junior D quarter final between Kilmainham and Longwood was won by Longwood on a score of one nine to one seven, a two point victory there for Longwood and. Um, just one of the things before we move on to say the Junior A Championship, Intermediate Championship and Senior Championship uh, a tweet in from Conor Cassidy just asked us uh, would we be interested in discussing our, um, the GA calendar 
fixtures for club and county and what would you like to see and how would you like it to work I suppose I'll throw that one to Seamus uh, first the, neither of the lads want to answer this question but I suppose the CPA this week um, said that they were calling off a strike a strike that I didn't even know was going ahead but they have called off their strike um, because at Congress I believe that there will be um, a fixture list given out for 2018 which is great to see um, for, for, for the country and um, it, it will help to, um, I suppose, this problem between club and county and getting games played when games should be played and whatever. And Seamus, your thoughts, I suppose, on the GA calendar? Yeah, look, I suppose from from to start off with, like the CPA, uh, I think, look, anybody that, that represents the, the players' needs or, or the players' uh, thoughts is, is, is a positive. Um, I think the, the way in which they've gone about it has been... Uh, slightly skewed in, in some regards. I think um, they've kind of they've come come at a little bit heavy-handed to start it. But look, I, I understand exactly the frustration that that the club player is having. Um, uh, I've seen it from both from both sides, um, being involved with the county board and also as a player. Uh, I think obviously inter-county does take precedent, uh, and that dictates an awful lot of what what happens then at club level and. Um, like unfortunately, the, the like the Crow Park fixtures program does need to be it does need to be addressed, and they are looking at that. And there is talk of maybe the national league being played a little bit earlier in the year that'll free up the month of April um, for club activity. Um, they're and also not, not only that, but they've brought the All Ireland final forward three weeks into August, so you know that's going to give the club player September. You know, you're not going to be like for instance here in Mead, our, our senior championship final is played on the last weekend mm-hmm. in October. That's going to bring that forward three weeks, maybe to the end of September or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, that, that's obviously going to help. Um, I suppose <clears throat> it's it's, uh, it's it's other co- competitions that that do have a uh, have a major bearing, obviously on fixtures as well. Like you're looking at your senior inter county and hurling and football. You're also looking at your under twenty ones. You're looking at minors. Uh, now you've under seventeen. You've an under twenty football competition that's going to be played between June, July, and August. So that's going to have an impact on club fixtures. Um, so like all these things have to consider taken into consideration when when a man master plan is put together now in fairness to in fairness to the the ccc in in mead it's it's a bit of a thankless job because you can have all the best intentions but uh for for all the the will in the world like something like a replay or a drawn match can throw a whole fixture a whole program of fixtures out out the window so i think provided crow park get um get the fixtures program um, sorted. Well, then we can start looking at getting a, a cohesive master fixtures plan in our county and in every other county because it's not just it's not just a Mead issue. It's it's a thirty-two county issue. Yeah, and, and there's no easy fix. This is going to take time, and it's going to take everybody, you know, singing off the hy- same hymn absolutely. sheet and working together to get yeah, it sorted. Like, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely uh, uh, one for. For the next couple of years, maybe, that's going to take sort of. But thanks a million, Connor Cassidy, on Twitter for, for your input there. Um, I suppose we'll move on now to um, the, the business end of the year. I suppose it's to, we're getting towards championship finals and we're in semi-finals and quarter-finals. And in the junior championship, um, there was a couple of semi-finals played on the weekend. It was Moyla taking on Clannard, and they won that one on a scoreline of 12 points to 8. And in the other semi-final, it was Mead Hill taking on Carner Ross, and Mead Hill won that one on a scoreline of 110 to one six, so Moila and Mead Hill in the junior championship final. And looking at it, lads, it, it, both of the teams have come from Group A and Group B. 
in the junior championship in Group C, you've got all the second teams um, from the senior clubs, um, the likes of Simonson and Matneys and Shockland, um, Dunboyne, and whatever. And none of those teams made it to the semi-finals, and 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 that was probably a little bit of a shock in itself as well. Martin, we'll go to you with that one. Yeah, certainly the. I just want to say in relation to the Junior B, this has the potential to be a very exciting final. Uh, anyone who was in uh, Park Talton last weekend um, to see the amount of supporters and the enthusiasm uh, brought to Park Talton by uh, Mead Hill, it was very, very unusual to see um, a small club like they are to have all their supporters kitted out in the club jerseys, scarves, hats and everything. And the atmosphere they brought to Park Talton last week was second to none. And I know a similar situation applies in Myla, but they're quite strong teams on their own. You know, they play in fairly high levels of leagues and, you know, they're strong teams on their own right and they would do fairly well. Uh, both of them will do fairly well um, in the Junior A competitions going forward. Well, indeed, and, and, and I suppose we'll move on then to the Intermediate Championship, um, the Mead Potato uh, Company Intermediate Championship final or championship. The semi-finals uh, taking place on the sixth of the tenth. Uh, the first one, the sixth of the tenth, and that's in Simonstown Gales Football Club, and that'll be at eight pm. That'll see Curraha taking on Oldcastle, and the second semi-final will see St Michael's taking on Nobber, and that will be on the seventh of the tenth at two thirty in Park Tolchin. And lads, how do you see those ones going? Um, I suppose Oldcastle were probably favourites to win the intermediate championship this year. Yeah, Oldcastle, you know they've had plenty of experience. They've been in the senior ranks not so long ago. Uh, Paddy Gilston still playing as good at football. It seems to be the team in Mead at the moment that's uh, experienced uh, footballers seem to be carrying their clubs. And uh, I expect Oldcastle to go very close. I, they played trim last weekend. There wasn't a whole lot in it until uh, a couple of goals uh, late in the finish and their experience was vital. Then So Oldcastle will go very close. It's mad to see a team like Trim. Uh, down in, in, in intermediate and not you know competing in finals and, and maybe not competing in, in senior finals because as we were growing up they would have been one of the kingpins in, in, in mead football. Just in relation to Trim, like just because they have a population, we see that in the GEA all over the country, it doesn't necessarily follow um, you know that you will be able to produce uh, quality mm. teams. It's a long time. Trim haven't won the senior football championship since the 60s. You know, they are a dual club, they're a very strong hurling club, they've won a number of uh, hurling titles over the years and they've two players on the county team now at the moment so you would expect uh, Trim to come back shortly and they're underage structure mm. uh, they're working very very hard over over there and Noel Dempsey, Noel Dempsey and uh, his particular team are putting together a structure uh, under play, underage that will, I will predict uh, a solid future for Trim GEA club is it hard for a club to be a dual club, you know, within Mead? Well, I think t- talking to talking to clubs like Navan O'Mahony's who are obviously dual and Trim, like Trim would have eight players that would straddle both teams. So unless there's uh, unless there's a good bit of communication, I suppose, between the, the football and hurling, it can leave it quite difficult. Uh, Retote is a, is a similar club, but they, they seem to kind of get the balance right in that 
they're competitive both at senior level in hurling and senior level of football so it can be done yeah but it, it does it does take a lot of uh, I suppose internal communications yeah and a lot of coordination and it's 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 just something like you know being a rap line man you know rap well, it doesn't are, really are, are, affect rap line as such uh, that but if you look at the demographic of South Mead you will see it just look at our neighbours in Lafina mm. um, they played in the senior football uh, quarterfinals uh, last weekend the preliminary round they also are in the intermediate hurling final this weekend with a similar panel of players and you go to our other neighbours in Summerhill where Kiltail um, is the dominant force in Mead hurling and they draw their players from Kiltail which is some of them play for Manalvi who also played in the quarterfinals of the senior football championship and others play for Summerhill who are playing in the senior football quarterfinal against the Manis in a couple of weeks time so it's the dual clubs who are actually performing at both levels that seem to be doing very well. Yeah, it's a, again, it's it's it, 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 there could be a case for player burnout and stuff like that. And and is there the numbers like you you've you've said there's a lot of dual players like you mentioned eight and Trim mm-hmm. having having to play Gaelic football and to play hurling and you know is it just a matter of numbers? Is that what the problem is? Trying to keep everybody happy within these dual clubs. Two small parishes like Minalvi and Summerhill can produce uh, senior football championship winners uh, on a regular basis uh, and Minalvi uh, performing very very well at the top level and with Kiltail uh, winning three championships five out of the last six um, you know they're very very strong so obviously the something is working the bottom line of course is the quality of players they have a very strong uh, crop of players in that area mm. at the moment you know yeah. but the similar um, with Nafina Again, very much an emerging club, only formed over 20 years ago. They're playing at the top levels in um, in both codes. So I still think it can be done. You would like to think that towns like Navan and Kells, Kells, um, they're playing very, very well at the high level of senior football championship. They're in the next round in semi-finals and their hurlers uh, perform well in the intermediate championship as well. So you've seen their performance as well in the junior football championship over the weekend so I don't think being a dual club is any issue I think it actually works for the clubs so I'm not sure that we can we're talking about trim so I'm not sure having gone around the county looking at uh, what they do the Wolf Tones you know they're a dual club that depend on their neighbours Kenny and other things for hurlers and that so you know I, I think it benefits the club I really do yeah, and I think you, speaking to you off air, you, were, you mentioned that five of the Dublin team, I think it was, the, the winning Dublin team this year, had. Uh, yeah, were involved with minor hurling at the very highest level <laughs> over the last uh, number of years. You see uh, the outstanding talent, uh, O'Callaghan, this year, won in All Ireland earlier on in the year for his club. So the evidence doesn't stack up to say that uh, a dual player, there isn't a role for it. I think there's very much a role for a dual player. Well, that was the Intermediate Football Championship. Uh, we'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we were talking about hurling there, are we? 
<laughs> we'll move on to the senior uh, championship, uh, the Fairy House Steel. Um, and in the first of the semi finals, that sees uh, a, a local derby between Simonstown and Wolf Tones, and that's going to be played on the 8th of October mm-hmm. in Park Tolshin at 4 pm. And the other semi final will see Gail Column Kill taking on either Summerhill or Navin O'Mahony's. That game will take place on the Saturday, that's going to be the 7th of uh, October. Um, I'll go to Martin first on this one because myself and Seamus are going to have to stay impartial for most of this. Um, it's been a wonderful senior championship so far this year and um, Summerhill and Navin O'Mahony's in the quarter final next Saturday. That's going to be uh, a huge game. Yeah, well, look, just go back to last weekend. Last weekend was one of the best ever weeks uh, in the Mead Senior Football Championship. Four outstanding games um, right across the board, starting off with a huge crowd at Dunhamore Ashburn last uh, Friday evening between Wolf Tones and Retort. Coming on to uh, the games on Saturday, very competitive. The game in Trim, Wintex for Time, Nafina and Amahanis, uh, very, very competitive. And then the exceptional game that was you know, both yourselves were involved with on Sunday. So there's an awful lot to look forward to in the Mead Senior Football Championship. Yeah, there is. The re- like it, it really is a championship that anybody could really win if they put their minds to. Uh, that's one of the things. You don't see too many teams doing back-to-back um, uh, Mead Senior Championships, uh, but there is a chance that Simonstown could do it this year, Seamus, and you being a part of that Simonstown team, I'm, again, I'm, I'm being impartial here and pretending that I, I'm not part of that team. But, um, you know, it, it is... It is a huge thing for somebody to win a senior championship in Mead, but to do a back-to-back is special. Oh yeah, well look, obviously sure, we've no experience of, of back-to-backs. Uh, last year was our was our first ever title in the club's history, and it uh, it's amazing it's amazing what what that victory has done for the club and for the spirit in the club and even the, the culture around the club. And you can see players that they've grown that extra bit in confidence, um, and I think. To be honest with you, I think that's probably what stood to us against Dunboyne last last Sunday because there was very little in, in the game and uh, even last year there was very little between the two teams. So, yeah, look, I, I think we, we've taken that bit of confidence all right, but I'm sure, as like the other the, the four teams, they, they think they've every other chance, uh, every chance to win uh, the Keegan this year as well. Yeah, there's going to be some great games in that senior championship, like a local derby between Simonstown and Wolf Tones. Like Wolf Tones could, if they reached out to their left hand side when they're on the pitch and spat, they could probably spit down on Simonstown. They're that close together. And then obviously, um, Summerhill and Navan O'Mahony's, you know, they've played in recently. They've played in senior championship finals against each other, and um, the winner of that will take on Kells, a team that have been beaten Martin in the last two semi finals. But what a credit to Kells, you know, the way they've come back into the yeah. football. Kells have some uh, very fine footballers and uh, they performed very well the other day when under pressure and they managed to carve out a result for themselves. So they won't fear anybody. They have learned the hard way and I think, uh, you know, their last semi-final, they nearly could have won it, had a chance to actually win the game. No, so, no, 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 yeah, but, never, never. Uh, he was behind the line when he was I taking I did see you putting your hands on your head there at one stage for the club. <laughs> That's last year, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, luckily enough, yeah. Beanie, Beano put that one to the left and wide, and uh, Simon zoomed on to play in the senior championship final in a minute. But uh, I suppose I'm going to put your Mahoney's game. Just that really will be a fascinating. As you say, they're you know they're big football clubs. You know they both those clubs. Their dream Huge every tradition. year is to mm. get their hands in that Keegan Cup because that's what defines them. 
they'll both have very keen eyes on what's going on at the weekend because both teams will have players heavily involved in this weekend's um, hurling action. Did I mention that there was hurling on this well, weekend? Well, that's a seamless <laughs> link, Martin. I was just about to say we're done with the football now and what we'll do is we'll move on to the hurling. Of course, the both finals taking place this weekend in the hurling, the intermediate and the senior championship final. If you want to preview them for us, Martin, yeah, we'd be delighted the, to hear you. First of all, the intermediate uh, final uh, between Navin O'Mahony's and uh, Nafina. From the start, you would have picked both of those teams to get to the final. They are the two best teams in the group and they would certainly wouldn't be out of place in the Senior Hurling Championship. <clears throat> this promises to be um, a cracker. O'Mahony's have a lot of experienced players, a lot of lads who've played Senior Hurling. Um, yeah, they've only recently been you know, relegated. They to were relegated last year and really probably shouldn't have been relegated. lost uh, a couple of their games by the marginal, the minimum. And uh, they're back now and they'll be looking for a swift return. But Nafina... My, my neighbours, of course, um, from the parish, they have an awful lot of young players and they're, they're developing talent. And uh, Barry Slevin and a lot of those lads who have inter-county experience, they'll be a force to be reckoned with as well. So I actually think this is going to be a fantastic game uh, and a great curtain raiser to the Senior Hurling Championship where Kiltaylor are going for four in a row. And they deserve four in a row um, and that's certainly not taken away from anything from Kildockey because in the last 10 years in Mead Hurling, um, both teams, they really have, you know, uh, Kildockey have come from, from nowhere, they were senior club, struggling, and then all of a sudden, for, you know, uh, they, get, they were beaten in a, a county semi-final by 29 points, and then the following year they're back, they're in a county final, they win it, they win three in a row, and... You know, a bit like Mead Hill, what we were saying earlier. Every man, woman and child in Kildaki has bought into the hurling experience that the clubs brings. Hurling is the community in Kildaki, you know. And they will put up a big show. They're, they have the mixture of experience and youth. But you really have to hand it to Kiltail on the other hand. Kiltail have put together probably the strongest ever Mead hurling uh, club team. Uh, they're backbone by a lot of very, very strong players. And, you know, their performances in the last couple of Leinster club finals uh, suggest how strong they are. So, um, over the years, they've put the structures in. They've had people like Paddy Kelly and uh, Dominic Riley and people like that who've put the structures together uh, to, you know, getting underage uh, teams together. And this underage structure has developed into um, you know really they're the now they're now the powerhouse where they provide uh, hurlers for our county teams at all levels you know they have they compete at all levels uh, they have three different teams as of Kildaki so the two games we're talking about the reality is the, they're the four strongest teams in the county who are actually playing um, in the finals this particular weekend and uh, I really I wouldn't like to call the intermediate. I don't know how that's going to go. And uh, the senior one is going to be quite competitive too. And who are you going to say for the senior then? Because you, you're saying that you can't pick one in the intermediate, but you could pick one maybe in the senior. You'd have to well, probably go with tradition, would you, the last three years? Yeah, they... but the, the tradition of the last three years, yeah. Kiltail are a very strong side. They really are a good side. And I think if they perform on the day to their 
to their fullest, they will win. Mm-hmm. But if there's any uh, weaknesses in their armour, it will be exploited by Kildocky. But for me, I think uh, Kiltail will, will just about uh, hold the champ. They have all the great players, you know, the Jack Regans, the young Rhines, you know, the twins and that. They're very, very talented side. You know, Shane McGann in the goals. You can keep going all the way through through their particular team. Kildocky, you know, Nick Fitzgerald, the new senior hurling manager, he's been he's had a huge influence on the, on them. Pat O'Halloran, who's actually managing the FINA, has a big influence on them as well. So they have a lot of young players coming through and as I said, mixture with old uh, you know, experienced players and you'd whether it's enough on the day I don't know, but I would find it hard to see Kiltail beaten. Mead Hurling is, a good, is in a good place at the minute. They won the, um, the Nicky Rackard Cup last year, was it, or the, the Christy the Ring Christy Cup? Ring, yeah. um, and then twice. Uh, uh, they've won that <laughs> twice, is right. Um, funny you mentioned that, it was actually just on a side point. Mm. Somebody said to me uh, during the week a little nugget of information that the last three adult finals that uh, Mead have played in, in Crow Park. Um, that there's been controversy with all three. You had the Camogie ladies, the referee blowing the whistle as the girl was about to score the winning point. You had the um, the Christie Ring final, and then of course we had the Leinster final that you played in, James. Maybe we'll get Joe Sheridan in for a, for one of the podcasts again. But uh, yeah, but, 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 but it is yeah. Mead Hurling is at a, is at a real high at the moment. Yeah, well, you look last year, sorry, um, winning the Christie Ring obviously twice as you said, but obviously as well being in the minor B and the under 21 um, B All-Ireland finals as well like so like when was the last time me could boast that yeah but a lot of, a lot of this is has to do with um, you know structures put the clubs the clubs is the heavy competition we need the clubs to be strong the clubs are getting stronger and stronger they're working harder Right, the last couple of years, yes, there has been an awful lot of work done. The appointment of Martin Ennis um, was has proved to su- very successful. Um, they got promoted to the league, which was crucial to get out of Division Two B. They had a great success earlier in the year, beating Wicklow. Last year, uh, we needed to be in the Leinster Championship, the qualifiers and things like that, and uh, we performed very well this year against uh, teams like Leash and Westmead. But if we are going, if Hurling is going to continue to grow in County Mead, we're going to need to be in in those particular competitions, you know. So Congress is on Saturday. We don't know whether we're going to be in the Christie Ring or the Leinster Championship next year. But wherever it is. Nick Fitzgerald is the new hurling manager. He's brought in two very experienced uh, men who have significant amount of all Ireland hurling medals uh, with them. So I'm looking forward to uh, 2018 with Mead hurling. I really am. Yeah, there's great strides being made in the hurling uh, in Mead. That has to be uh, acknowledged. I suppose uh, just to move it on to yourself, Seamus. Um, uh, we, we did give you your introduction earlier on. 13 years of service with Mead. Um, you know, from 01 to 14. Uh, Captain Mead in eleven and twelve, and your two Leinster titles, and we said, obviously, you have your um, your Keegan Cup. But what is the standout moment of your career? Um, uh, we'll say from two thousand and one till now. Uh, I, th- I think to be fair, last year's Keegan Cup, um, it, it was um, it, it was it was just a surreal experience to be honest with you. Um, I suppose it was quite emotional as well. It was, it was something that I thought was going to elude me and. Uh, I said it before, like halfway through last year, it it looked as if we were facing relegation as opposed to going to be be winning any uh, championship title. So, yeah, I think th- that stands head and shoulders above them all. Um, obviously, 
it was a massive honour to to be able to represent the county, and then also then to, to be captain for the for the couple of years. Like that that was that was something that when I started out, I never really envisaged. It was always a, a kind of a, a dream when you were younger and you were playing around the back garden. But um, when I started out in two thousand and one under Sean, I, I didn't I didn't ever see didn't ever really see that I would captain a mead team. But uh, I was very fortunate, very fortunate to come from a really good club. Uh, I have, have a lot of good people around me. Uh, good support structures so look it, it was all I can say is playing with Mead and representing Mead was 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 just a huge honour I would have obviously loved to have been way more successful than I was during that period but um, look I got two Leinster medals out of it and it's it's not I suppose it's not a bad innings all the same yeah absolutely and uh, uh, like there's been a huge change in the guard I suppose from when you started in 2001 you know going to an All-Ireland final and being part of the Sean Boylan era going through a couple of managers since then and whatever but Mead football and we're going to get on to it now in a moment uh, what what Mead are doing to maybe uh, I suppose bridge the gap between uh, ourselves and and, and the top tier of of Gaelic football but it it, it was a, a fairly quick you know uh, drop from 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 the top level I suppose yeah, I suppose it's look. It's been well documented. Um, we were very fortunate there. I suppose the late eighties, early nineties, mid nineties under Sean and uh, different people, where where success was, it was it was ex- ex- expected every year, whether it be under twenty one or minor. Or obviously, the seniors were, were very successful, and we just grew so accustomed to it that we probably felt that this is going to happen every year, and. Um, after 2001, uh, we were bet, bet by Gaul in the All Ireland, and it was kind of it was a heavy enough defeat that we took, and it, it took us a while then to to recover from that. There was much made of the fact that we hadn't hadn't won in the New Crow Park for numerous years after that, um, and we just we started to lose kind of key players, kind of retired and moved on, and we just we found it difficult then, obviously, to replace those players. Um, then was part of a, I suppose another another squad there under under Colm Coyle and uh, Eamon O'Brien where we got to All Ireland semi finals and Leinster finals All Ireland quarter finals and um, we were backbone by a kind of a, a kind of an older nucleus of players there mm-hmm. at that stage and there was there was lads that had been around for for a long number of years but I suppose when they moved on there was there was quite a, quite a gap between the experience and and the the younger players that had come in and. To be fair to them, some of them some of them had competed in All Ireland minor final around 2012 under Andy McEntee, but uh, unfortunately, not, not many other teams, underage teams, had had uh, savoured any success. So, look, it has been it has been um, a long a long number of years without success either at senior under 20 under 21 or minor, but. We are working very hard, very hard to, to change that and try and break that cycle. Uh, so I was just going to move on to. I was going to say that there is a lot of um, processes in place now to try and bridge that gap and to bring Mead back up to the level that it should be. Um, your title at the moment within the you're steeped in Mead football from your from your early ages right up until now, and you're still part of Mead football because you're the chief operations manager, I believe within the county board. Is that right, James? That's it, yeah. Do you want to explain that title to us and, and, and give us a, a little synopsis of your role within the county board then? Uh, it's, look, it's quite, it's quite a broad, uh, broad description. Uh, effectively, or effectively, it's the running of the, the county board on a daily basis for, for the, the county management. Uh, so, look, it encompasses a lot 
of things, whether it's games development or commercial activity or uh, promotion of, of different initiatives and projects. Uh, I'm responsible for that with uh, a number of number of members underneath me. So if, if it was a business, we'll say you'd be the CEO, basically. Uh, that, that'd be a description that, <laughs> that you could use, but, but it, we it, wouldn't it, use that in GA parlance. Of course, no, you wouldn't use it. But it, but it, is, it, it, it is something that you know um, needs to be done. There is a chairman, obviously, and there is your PRO and whatever. But there is that much running of a county board now, and there's a lot of expense in it, that you do need to have, uh, uh, I suppose, a, a figure at the, at the top trying to look after everything similar to a CEO but we won't call it a CEO yeah, look at it it is I suppose the way the way the game has evolved and and uh, counties have progressed like they have become mini businesses um, as you said like there there is the day to day running costs of, of the organisation and there's also uh, full time and part time staff that that have to be managed as well so there is there is a lot to the role um, it's quite an enjoyable role it's it, as you said, look, GA has been my life from from as long as I could walk or even remember. So, like, look, every day, every day is different. That's what's so unique about about the role. Um, loads of challenges. Like, we, we totally accept that. Um, well, within your role, I suppose some of the challenges at the moment, um, like Park Tolchin, um, and that would come under your mm-hmm. remit. Like, what what are the plans for Park Tolchin at the moment? Yeah, at, at the moment, uh, it's um, I suppose we're we're at pre planning stage now. Um, there's a, there's a project team of uh, Noel Dempsey, Lee Mulville and myself and we would report into into the management on a regular basis. So Has there been funding got so far or is it in the pipeline from um, Park? Where we are at the moment, look, there's been a commitment. Uh, obviously, we're only at we're only at pre-planning, so we don't have any any specific any any specific details to um, to start to start uh, speaking to Crow Park about. But they're well aware of where we are at the moment. Uh, I think it's it's a massively ambitious project. It's one that's very exciting. I think it's um, I think we'll all, all acknowledge that Park Talton has been. Uh, it, and is a fabulous facility, but it does it does need to move with the times. Um, I think the the project will bring a new lease of life to the town. Um, it will bring an economic benefit as well. And look, th- these are all the things that, that 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 we're looking at as part of the master plan of Part Alton. Excellent, and, and and that's all being done in conjunction, I presume, with the Mead County Council and the Navan Urban Council. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of stakeholders that we have to engage with uh, in this project. Like we've we've 59 clubs in the county as well. So look, everyone's going to be part of this process. Um, and as I said, I, I, it will be for the benefit of of our footballers and hurlers in time to come, and also for the town in general and the county. So for the likes of our PRO, Martin, you know, you're going to make it a little bit more uh, homely for him up there when he's playing uh, Sex in the City and stuff like that during the Mead games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something we'll, I forgot to mention. We'll have a nice off seat from there, all right, yeah. <laughs> um, just on that as well, you know, it was amazing to see um, the, the country talking about what was happening in Park Tolchin uh, last year in National League and, and, and Championship games because everybody wanted to know what mm. the DJ, Martin O'Halloran, was going to be playing at the next game and and, and you know what I, I think it's brilliant and, and, and I hope that you've got some uh, good CDs um, ready for the coming season as well Martin <laughs> well look at we want to follow our, what we do in, in Park Tolton as we do everywhere in County Mead we want to make sure that uh, the public get value for money and uh, Sometimes they don't always get value for money on the field, so we would be hoping that the music we're playing for keeps them entertained. I know where that story uh, actually started. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the local uh, journalists who's, who's uh, 
actually from Kiltail, no names mentioned, <laughs> but uh, he brought it up. And it's funny how these things actually uh, get uh, grow legs, legs. And grow legs and things like that. But look, all of those type of things, what Seamus is talking about, infrastructure, the public now want to be able to come to a stadium. We're asking them to pay money. We need to provide services for them. Mm-hmm. And the development of Park Talton, as Seamus rightly said, this is not alone will benefit the GEA, it will benefit the wider community. Yeah. Uh, a new stadium in Navan, uh, it makes it a far more attractive place to be. And, you know, the people of Navan, business in Navan, they have been supportive of us um, in everything we're trying to do. So there will be a lot of fundraisers on the way. It's going to take an awful lot of money. Um, you can't build a stadium without money. And... Uh, We'll be hoping that uh, the people of County Mead actually buy into it. And I think 2018 is going to be a very important year when planning will be sought. Hopefully planning will be got from Board Planala and uh, we should be ready to go by the end of next year. But it, I have to stress, the people of County Mead, the 59 clubs, plus uh, the rest of people who's, who um, like GEA and like sport, We'll be asking them to support us on this venture. So, yes. challenging times. Challenging times, but exciting times because it is one of the. Uh, for me, it's the second best uh, stadium outside of Crow Park. Um, Breffney Park, as well, is a lovely, lovely stadium. They've got the terrace going the whole way around. And if something was done like that in Park Tolchin and Navin, it'd be just amazing. And, you know, probably the best, second best surface in the country as well after Crow Park. It's a wonderful football pitch. So the rest of it just has to be brought up, I suppose. And then, Seamus, uh, as well, looking under your remit as well, th- there's a lot of new coaching structures in place in Mead. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners and a lot of the people who follow us will know that uh, you are in the middle of rolling out a new. Um, coaching structure yeah like one of the first things that, that we uh, looked to address uh, a couple of years ago was um, was obviously to, to increase the number of full-time full-time GPOs and GDAs uh, in in County Mead so GPOs game promotion officer and GDA games the development administrator effectively their roles entails uh, working with clubs um, promoting the games in primary schools, second level schools, creating new initiatives whereby we'll, we'll increase participation. And they're employed by you and the county board. They, right? They're employed by the county board. Um, the, the way it works is that they they would be contracted through Leinster, but they're employed by the county board. So we've we've gone in the last number of years from having uh, um, maybe four four staff to will hopefully at the end of this year have up on twenty. 20 staff between the director of football we also have a full-time strength and conditioning coach in John Coughlin whose remit is to look after the physical development of of at the moment our, our inter-county players but also to uh, influence um, the clubs to incorporate a best pre- best practice uh, fitness model it's also working uh, with, with some second level schools so we're just rolling out a couple of pilot programs there um, That's brilliant because like, that's something that Dublin have done 20 years ago you know the coaches yeah. within every club and whatever and, and training and they had NADA in doing their yeah. strength and conditioning and whatever and although we are behind them yeah. it is great to see it being put in place yeah no it, it is it's like Dublin Dublin are probably about 10 years ahead of ahead of everyone I know that that kind of sounds scary given where they are at this moment in time yeah. but look 
the fruits of their labour are now there to see. So I've no doubt that with with the rollout of these new uh, these new staff, who are absolutely they're they're fabulous to work with. They're they're um, I, I think that they will have enormous benefit to the county, to the clubs that they're working with. Um, and I, I think we will see maybe a couple of years' time, we will start to see the, the, the fruits, the, the fruits, um, the fruits of, that, uh, of, of their work. But again, I, I think we do, need to be, we do need to be patient. I suppose we're, we're quite reactive to, to what happens on a Sunday in the middle of summer and Everything, everything can kind of seem as if we're we're in a downward spiral. But I think if you scratch beneath the surface and see what's going on, there is there is there is reason for optimism there. Again, there's no easy fix. Like like I know um, Andy McIntyre came in and took over uh, the Mead team this year, and everybody had huge expectations, you know, from, mm. of Andy going in. But he was still taken from the same pool of players last year. Uh, or this year as he was from the year beforehand so there wasn't it wasn't as if we brought in an influx of new footballers or anything and basically all the structures and, and all the coaching that has to start at the underage level okay we might go through a little barren spell for the next few years and, and it's going to be about transition and it's about uh, change and whatever getting to a Leinster final would be I suppose uh, the, the start of it the, the start of progress with this with this current meet team yeah yeah so I suppose if we take it back a little bit and so if we look at what's going on with with our underage like would be would be quite confident that we've really good people involved there and people that are buying into the culture that we're trying to we're trying to get across to our younger players um, Dungani has, has proved uh, thus far to be an excellent centre in terms of uh, on any given night, our senior footballers can train beside our senior hurlers who train beside our under twenty one footballers who train beside our under fourteen hurlers. Yeah. So everyone, everyone can kind of there's a pathway there for another fourteen footballer. He sees uh, he sees the likes of Adonis Kyogen training beside him. So like it's it's there. It's real life. It's it's for them. It's for them to see. So like I think Dungani is going to play a major part in in trying to evolve um, these structures. Uh, like I suppose. In terms of in terms of where we're going, like this year, under 17s won a Leinster title. Mm-hmm. Um, so beating Dublin twice. Be- beating Dublin twice. Yeah. Um, last year, our, our minors, uh, our, our minor team under Barry Callum would have beaten Dublin as well. And I, I think, I think it, when you start when you start achieving these these little little pieces of success, yeah, it will filter into into our senior team and other like these players will be used to competing against. So-called or perceived better, better teams and better players. So I, I think it, it is. It is going to come. We have to be patient. Um, getting back to your original question, yes, I, I think uh, Andy has put in a massive amount of work, an absolutely huge amount of work. Um, and I, I, I think the first year, the first year, he probably admit that it, it was he was getting to learn to learn the ropes at inter-county level and learn more about his players. but It is a huge step up as well from club to county, even at managerial yeah, uh, uh, ends of things. Absolutely massive. Like, to be fair, I've seen, I've seen Kieran Kingston there recently mention uh, that it's, it's, it's like a second job and that's, that's the reason he hasn't gone for a second term with the Cork Curlers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the time, the time commitments are, are absolutely huge. Um, and in fairness to Andy, I'd say that that was probably one of the first things that 
he would acknowledge is that it's just the, the huge the huge amount of work that goes into trying to get a team prepared for a Tuesday night training session or a Wednesday night training session or a Thursday night training session, let alone the actual games itself. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think I think this year is going to be a big year. 2018 is going to be a big year for Mead uh, in terms of in terms of progression. Um, I, I think yes, we definitely need to be getting to Division One where we need to be playing those teams, those top eight teams on a regular basis. Uh, I think that that's that's the best way that we can develop Leinster Championship. Look, you, you never know. Uh, get to a Leinster final, face Dublin on uh, your day. On your day, yeah. a- anything can happen. Like Dublin are they are riding the crest of the wave, but I do think it's it is cyclical. They, they are not going to be competing at this level consistently for the next ten years. Um, and I suppose that's one thing we would see at underage level is that. that they're not necessarily producing the Kieran Kilkenny's or Conor Callaghan, so I think they will start to come back into in, into the pack. Um, but from our side of things, we, we just need to get we need to get destruction place whereby we are producing uh, a high level high level player both in hurling and football uh, that is able to able to um, still perform at, yeah. at a high level. Well, the, the, all these structures the, with the, co- the new coaching structures and, and and the funding that has been given, they should all help help all that. Like, um, th- there's no doubt about it. It does take money, you know. And you look at Dublin, mm. Dublin threw money at it, and and now look at the success that they're getting. And it's just, I suppose, getting a, a fair um, uh, balance of funding throughout the country. And that's a, maybe a discussion for another day. It is. It is. But look, look the, the other side of things. I think we're looking at this uh, from an elite level, but. The organisation was set up to promote Gaelic games and give everyone a chance to participate, yeah. and like that—that's that's also the remit of the, the these coaches. It's to get as many people, many kids playing Gaelic football and, and hurling as possible. It's all about participation yeah. levels, and I suppose just we have a couple of things just before we finish up as well with the county board. You have a couple of exciting new initiatives as well going on. You've got a new app coming soon, a new um, EGA app, and also a streaming service um, where games um, w- will be streamed on the internet, um, club level and county level, I presume. Yeah, it's um, I suppose it's a, it's a model that certain other co- counties have used, and it's one that that we're going to try and follow and try and uh, try and better. Um, to be honest with you, uh, so again, it's it's about the promotion of our games, our club games, and where possible our county games, so that we're giving everyone a chance to 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 see 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 our teams play, whether you're. In Mead, you're in London, you're in New York, so Australia, where Australia, most of them wherever, are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so look, that's 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 what we're rolling out. Um, the new app will have certain features. We're, we're looking at kind of some kind of new augmented reality stuff, which is which will be fun, and it's it's to engage in. I suppose it's engaging all all types of supporters that we have, whether you're you're young or old or whatever age you be, male, female. We just want to give everyone the chance that they can see uh, a club and on game. And on that app, I presume you'll be able to get results, you'll be able to get fixtures, you'll be able to get the whole lot on that as well. Absolutely, yeah. And we're also we're also launching, uh, relaunching our website in the next couple of weeks. So look, from from again a promotion point of view, like we're, we're trying to. We're trying to give give as much to to the supporter as possible, and add as much work to the PRO as possible as well. Yeah, it's not, look, <laughs> you know, I heard Seamus talking about you know Kieran Kingston and two jobs. Yes, it is two jobs, but it's a labour of love. And for me, um, you know, the GEA is all I know really, and uh, our job is to sell the GEA story, and that's easy to do. Because we've got a great story. We're in every parish in County Mead. Clubs everywhere, dual clubs. And uh, 
what we try to do most of the time is to get the message out there, you know, what's going on at every level. We try to engage uh, the clubs at every level. Um, with social media, it's become huge um, over the last seven or eight years, or maybe even longer. And we do have problems, I suppose, with some of our clubs trying to get them to engage because they don't realise that the county board's members are actually their members. So uh, we need to try and get things out there. As you see, we have the new app. Our... Um, <clears throat> Our Twitter is very, very busy. We've over twenty thousand now, and there, that's not a lot in in the scheme of things. We're not, we don't have as many as Joey Barton, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the twenty thousand people we have are people who need to find our results. As Shema says, we're redesigning the website. We've a great relationship with um, the local media. Um, we provide information for them seven o'clock every morning. Our media service goes straight to all Fantastic. the media results, fixtures and things like that. And I suppose uh, we should mention um, Brendan Cummins' service to the local media um, is retiring tomorrow after 25 years. Brendan uh, brought Games Alive on the radio and we're very, very grateful uh, to him for all the work he, he's done over the years and I know he's not gone away or anything like that I'm sure he'll be making a significant contribution um, in the future but the one thing I would say and I need I, I would like to see um, when um, AGMs when club AGMs comes up um, I would like to see um, the appointment of PROs, not as the last man who's going to do this. It's now become a very, very important role. Communications with their members. You see all sorts of apps, WhatsApps, all that type of thing. Player man- players tend to um, communicate with their, with, their, uh, with their players through this particular WhatsApp and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone is on, on that now. Well, the PRO so, is the public relations officer and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, it's his duty I suppose to promote his club and promote his teams and you know and it's all about promotion of the game within and and the GEA is so much more than just football and, and hurling and camogie and handball. It's it's part of us, you know. Like and uh, it's really community based, and that's why we need to promote it more. It's about yeah. looking after your neighbour and it's looking after and giving joy to people, bringing them to football yeah. matches. Like my mother, she's seventy five, and I know that club members come and collect her to bring her to to Simon's Town football matches because she doesn't drive anymore. Yeah. You know, and, and and that's what the GEA is about. Yeah, and for me, like uh, people say, like you know how do you put so much time in and all that type of thing the honour for me is to be the volunteer you know and I heard Seamus there talking about uh, you know when I my first memory of the GEA just happens to be a fantastic memory um, when I was nine years of age when Mead won the National Football League against our neighbours Dublin Dumb. in 1975 I have no real memories other than the fact that uh, I heard people talking about Ken Rennick's you know, I've only met Ken Rennicks once in my life, mm. but till the day I die, for some reason, I will have this Ken Rennicks in my head as one of, you know, one of the, the great meat footballers. I'm sure from archive footage I've seen that Ken Rennicks was one of the great uh, meat footballers. But I was lucky, and as 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 I had that, but we had to wait uh, 12 more years uh, to win. Uh, stuff uh, 86 Leinster titles and all Ireland's and 87's and all of that and you know Sean came along uh, what absolute amazing times to um, meet football and I suppose you think these times never stop but they have stopped and you know 
You have to cherish them. Our, when our you're job now is to type of convince young people. You know, the population of Navan is now thirty-seven or eight thousand people. You know, I would say twenty percent of those, if twenty percent, are genuinely interested in you know Gaelic games. We now have to reach out to those other 80%. We have to tell those people there are foreign nationals, there are all sorts of different people in, in this particular town. We Our challenge is to actually reach out to those and say, Simonstown is your club, Navan and is your club, and bring them in. And by, to be able to do that, we need those, the new stadium and we need to, all those different infrastructures. Seamus talked about Dungani. There's absolutely no doubt that Dungani is the foundation for the future of MEGA. There's no doubt about that. The vision Finton Guinness he had and a few others at the time. It'll take time, but definitely the seed has been sown. Yeah, and everybody has to row in behind and, and I suppose put their shoulder to the wheel. I'd like to thank Seamus, Kenny and uh, Martin O'Halloran from the Mead County Board for coming in to do this podcast with us today. And don't forget, folks, follow us on Twitter, get liking us on Facebook and remember to follow We Are Mead from week to week. We're going to be giving you this podcast because in Mead it matters more.